Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome to the Chris O Show on the Bay 88.7, or you could be listening on MuskokaLimited.com. Either way, get ready and enjoy the show. All right, so I'm here, your host, Chris O'Cutesy, with the Chris O Show, and I have a very special guest. His name is Mike Eibel. Did I say that right, Mike? Eibel, but I've got it all different ways. So I'm, I'm, okay, <laughs> fair it. enough. So Mike is with uh, Scouts Canada, and um, and we're very lucky to have him join us today because we're going to talk about uh, some some great stuff with that Scouts Canada is doing, including promoting the fact that kids should be playing with all kinds of things that today's society might uh, find dangerous but when we were children and i'm 46 now or when a lot of cer- a certain generation of people were children we used to play with these things all the time at home with our parents our grandparents you know um and it's axes power tools and and all the like so mike talk to me a bit about about why you know scouts can is kind of promoting that Yeah, so we, we, we really looked at what makes scouting different than maybe a lot of other organizations or, or kind of what makes us unique. And we kind of really pinpointed down with the idea that in scouts, we say yes when others say no. So when other organizations or even parents, when kids have these crazy, zany, wacky ideas and, and they're so passionate about something, in scouts, we start with yes. We start by saying yes to those ideas and and then maybe we layer on and <laughs> after the fact uh, to say, yes, you don't want to blow something up and how can we do it safely or and how can we make sure you know it's i like that and we say yes and sometimes we say yes and you know the kind of sometimes it's uh that uh uh, that we have okay gotcha yeah that's awesome i think and i think yes but be careful (laughs) uh that's very cool so Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, the, the really cool part. That is the really cool part. And so what's been the feedback that you've received when you kind of talk about these things with parents, especially um, in, in, a, in an age where people are, are almost bubble wrapping their kids for the most part? So we saw that uh, when, we, when we did do the survey, so we surveyed out to 145 kids and also you know 360 some odd parents to determine kind of what activities Canadian kids wish their parents would say yes to. Uh, so we kind of started off again when we centered our, our, our youth and kind of put them in the forefront. We found that 55% of them wanted to blow stuff up. 50%, almost half, well, half of them, uh, wanted to do something really extreme outdoors. They wanted to go camping. They wanted to go paddling. They wanted to stay in the woods at night all alone. Uh, 44% wanted to light fireworks. And yes, as you as you had mentioned, uh, you know, they want to yeah. play with sharp stuff. They want to play with axes and knives and power tools um, and, and, you know, maybe do some creation using some things that are, you know, pretty 
there could be yes. construed as pretty dangerous. And so when, when we say yes, it's not about bubble wrapping youth. It's about centering why they want to do something. What really excites them, right? I mean, blowing something up is obviously, you know, could be very dangerous, but we kind of ask them, why, why do you, why do you want to blow something up? Is it, is it the excitement? Is it the anticipation of the kaboom? Is it, is it the, the spectacle of the light? Is it gotcha, the sound? Yeah. You know, what's really motivating them to want to blow something up? Cause I'm pretty sure they don't want to blow up their bedroom. <laughs> I mean, at least not all their cool stuff. Um, but you know, there's something that's motivating them to, to, to do that. So really finding out what that is and, and then, pivoting right and pivoting and saying yes and hey this would be really cool or or have you thought about maybe a bottle rocket instead of you know dealing with uh, uh you know actual uh, no exactly <laughs> right can we do this with air pressure and a water bottle uh as opposed to you know gasoline or something like that yeah and i think the really cool part was when we when we looked at what the parents said and and kind of said how do you you know how do we preemptively uh, 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 deal with that parental panic, yeah. right? Like what are the parents, what's going through a parent's mind when, uh, um, when, when their kids are asking for these crazy ideas and why, why do they say no? Why would they do that? And they said, they came back to us and they said, yeah, it, it's going to cost too much money. Yeah. It's going to make a mess. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how to do that. So I, uh, I don't feel comfortable with, yeah. you know, my kid doing that. Uh, and so, you know, they, they, there's a lot of reasons why parents. No, it's out. true. And I, and I think that, yeah, that one was huge. The one which you said about, well, the mess tends to be one that a lot of people would say, um, but I think anything could make a mess technically if kids are playing with it. Um, and in that regard, just for me, it's like, take them outside then. Um, but right. Um, but the other thing, I think that I don't know how to do that properly or I'm not confident in my abilities. That's a huge one. I think for parents, um, especially when it comes to potentially dangerous items. And so absolutely. Let's say your kid wants to, you know, go out and use an ax and they want to split some firewood and, I've never used an ax before. I'm going to say no to that. But in scouting, we look at, well, hey, how, maybe, maybe, maybe we can pivot this idea, right? You know, I don't know how to juggle daggers and that could probably be dangerous, but maybe if we don't use a sharp dagger, instead, maybe we use a, a piece of cardboard and we kind of outline it. And the really cool tip with that, I mean, if we're doing a, a, you know, dagger juggling tips, if you weigh down the cardboard with coins, you can get those right weight. So you could actually learn to juggle daggers without actually having the risk of, you know, yeah, yeah. your palm open with daggers or, you know, cutting the tail off the cat. For instance. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, cutting the tail off the cat. That's awesome. Uh, but that's a great tip with the coins. You're listening to the Chris Oak Show on 88.7 FM. We're having a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Like, And would you say, would you put the coins on the whole outline? Yeah, that would definitely not be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Um. Well, you could probably put them kind of thinking where the, where the, well, I mean, for a dagger, I mean, this is getting technical into my knife knowledge, right? I mean, most of my knives are full tang. So, I mean, you've got uh, some metal in the handle and then you've got the blade. So I'm probably looking at more coins on the blade than the handle. 
Uh, and just so you can kind of get the balance right. Uh, and you can always, you know, take a knife and yes. kind of weigh it. And then as you're creating the, the cardboard version, um, kind of seeing if the balance is similar, right? Uh, before, uh, before going for, uh, uh, your dagger extraordinaire. <laughs> But even even if it's not, I mean, juggling daggers, that, that's, that's something that, uh, um, you know, that might not be everybody's cup of tea, uh, but maybe it is uh, carving, you know, carving something, whittling or, or creating a, a, a wooden animal or something like that. And, and that's something that can easily be pivoted with a different, you know, a different tool. So let's say yes. maybe a plastic knife um, or, or something a little bit safer. And instead of using wood, using a bar gotcha. of something. So something that's really, really soft and it doesn't require that super sharp, you know, potentially dangerous, uh, um, um, especially when, when you know, the youth might not have the fine motor skills to, to really work with the knife in, in a danger way. Uh, instead, moving it so that you're removing that danger, but they're still getting a bit of the experience. And then as they get better at it, then we can look at, you know, layering on. So I think one of the, the advices when, when, or the advice we'd have when you're saying yes is you know start small identify what the youth is like really really passionate about why they want to do this and yeah. then start small right i mean you, it, you don't have to necessarily jump to the middle of algonquin park uh uh you know in a survival situation you can start in your backyard <laughs> yeah you definitely don't want to jump to the middle of algonquin park in a survival situation if you don't have the experience <laughs> that's funny Oh, that's, no. um, Absolutely. So not. this is really cool and really interesting to me that that you know you've done the surveys. There, there's obviously um, a, a tremendous amount of of support um, from I guess from the kids, um, especially to get into these different kind of hands on. Um, um, items, but what's like kind of some of the real world. Uh, connection that, that th these kind of life skills that the kids can get. I mean, obviously with an ax and chopping wood, we know what that life skill can help with. It's, it's providing heat. It's providing firewood. It's, it, it's, you know, building something. But with some of these other ones, like lighting fireworks, every kid wants to blow something up or every kid wants to, um, like you said, with throwing knives and, and, and juggling daggers, what are some of the life skills that can be taught to them through these, uh, through learning how to do these things. Absolutely. I mean, juggling daggers uh, is not something, uh, it's not a skill that's, you know, particularly helpful in, let's say, the middle of Algonquin Park or uh, up at Arrowhead, perhaps. Uh, I don't know if I would take out my ju dagger juggling <laughs> skills if I've ever encountered a bear. Um, but I think what, 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 what the kids have been saying, whether they want to blow something up, whether it's a wacky science experience, uh, experiment, or, or, you know, maybe it's, you know, getting close to a lion or, or a wild animal. I think those, the life skill here is, is the confidence and the resiliency that they build when they're doing these things. So what, what, what we're seeing in these activities is kids want to do stuff that, that they then build the confidence for it. Like uh, flying an airplane is not something that, you know, you, you can just jump right into. Um, but the life skill that we, we kind of promote is the sense that, you know, they're 
capable. They're they're the most capable that they've uh, uh, that they are, and and when they have these small experiences, these little adventures, and it's kind of like a micro adventure, right? So maybe it starts with, you know, the soapstone carving or sorry, the soap bar of soap carving, uh, you know, with a disposable plastic knife. And, and then it does lead to, you know, let's change the material. Let's change the tool because they're developing the skills. And every time they do something and they're successful, they get a little bit more. Gotcha. But, but, the opposite of that, let's say they try to do something and you know what? It's a failure, All right? Well, a failure is actually pretty great because if, if we're successful and we build up confidence, well, when we're not successful, we build yes. up resilience. And both of those things are balanced really, really nicely. And in, in the scouting program, we'd love to see that. I don't, I don't see failure as a bad thing. I see fail as an acronym for the first attempt in learning. Because it's all about getting back up and doing it again. And yeah, it wasn't right the first time. Maybe what what, what went wrong, right? Maybe maybe I can say, oh, I I you know I I planned to do it this way. I did it. It didn't work. That's it. I'm a horrible you know I'm a horrible failure. Well, no. Let's go back to that plan. Let's identify why it didn't work and let's try it a different way. Let's you know pivot ourselves and think about how I can approach this differently. And so the the failing leads to resilience, which leads to success, and then confidence. And that's probably the best life skill, you know, whether it's juggling daggers or, you know, working on yeah. a spreadsheet <laughs> later in life when they, you know, are, are in the workforce or uh, when they have to, you know, start that adult, that horrible adult. It's thing. true, though. <laughs> that, and I think that's tremendous. Um, it's tremendous that you mentioned that because it's true. It, you have to fail. The best the best learning you do is when you you don't succeed. Because now not only have you tried something and failed, but now you've figured out and Absolutely. problem solved how to do it right. Yeah. And, and, the, and that's the, kind of the greatest part of it is that, that your, your attempt is yeah. a life skill in itself, you know, having the, having the faith in yourself to tr- even try something right to push past your comfort zone when you might not be comfortable doing it knowing that if you fail you're actually going to succeed by by building yourself up resiliency wise or if you do succeed you're building up that confidence but just trying in itself and and having the 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 confidence to to even attempt something is is a life skill in and of itself um and so whether it is you know maybe it is you know using an axe and chopping some firewood and yes, that's very, that's a very useful skill, especially if you've got a wood burning fireplace that is, you know, going to heat yes. you all winter. Um, but, but it, it, it's translatable to so many different things. It, yes, it totally is. It totally is. So, um, uh, uh, with the, with this kind of, you know, momentum going, um, it, do you feel that that might help, uh, scouts get some more kids in, um, and, and get them involved more in your programs? I think, yeah, I mean, this isn't, uh, this isn't mm-hmm. necessarily a new concept for scouting. Uh, and I mean, I, and I'm sure folks listening remember their, their time as, uh, as being a Cub Scout or a, or, or a scout. And, and, you know, we've always kind of said yes to, to kids' ideas. And I think that in, you know, this new, 
new society or, or if we call you know society yes. today um i think that that kids have always been the most relevant part of of life yeah. really and they're the most important people in every room and so and scouting has always had this awesome ability to say yes to kids crazy ideas and 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 do this and it's not necessarily this is a new thing that we're doing uh we're just kind of highlighting it as there's a lot of other people that are saying no and uh here we are chugging along as uh, you know one of the one of the longest well certainly the largest youth service yes. organization in Canada, um, but, you know, potentially even the longest running youth service organization. And so as we uh, as we continue to do these these things that we're doing, we thought, hey, this is a great opportunity to ask kids the crazy stuff that they want to do and kind of pull out from our membership, uh, you know, what the what these crazy zany ideas are, but also asking the parents of today why they would say no and what those pain <laughs> points are, the parental <laughs> panic, as we called it. Um, but then the other part is we, we, we did take some of these ideas and uh on on our on our website so scouts.ca uh we've got a a a series of tips and infographics for parents okay. uh, so you know when the kids want to make things go kaboom and you know how do you craft that kaboom for kids safely and so we've uh, we've got a bit of a, 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 a an interactive um uh, infographic and it's, it points to some really cool activities. Um, you know, like if you want to make something blow up, uh, and maybe you want to do that in the kitchen because it's a bit cold outside. Well, there's a water, watermelon bomb you can do. And, 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 you know, you can predict how many elastic bands stretched around a watermelon will it take before the watermelon explodes, right? I mean, it's external force in, but hey, that watermelon is still going to explode. And maybe it's going to make a mess in the kitchen. So maybe you might want to take it outside, but, uh, um, you know, or, or, you know, blasting off rockets, uh, actually quick and easy. If you've got a bar of ivory soap, it's got to be ivory soap. Stick it in the microwave and see what happens. Put it in for a minute, uh, and it'll you know it, it does some. Real, I won't spoil it. I will put no spoilers. But if, so, if 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 the folks listening have ivory soap in their bathroom, put it in the microwave for a minute, and it uh, it makes a fun uh, fun. Uh, well, I won't spoil <laughs> a safe kaboom. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That was the Chris O Show on. 887thebay or muskokanlimited.com. Either way, thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.